Hey, everybody, it's time to roll for intent with the creator's corner. You're right, Trevor. That is that is weird. It is awkward. It is. And congratulations. You're the first person to do that other than me. Hey, Give I'm yourself excited. A round of applause. Yay. <laughs> now just magnify that and make it sound like a bunch of people clapping. That would be that would be great. Absolutely. I'll just copy it 87 times and it'll just be the same tone. It's going to annoy the hell out of people. It'll be great. Yeah, now the, that's what we strive for. If there's nothing that we don't love, it's annoying everyone we see. <laughs> right. Check out the discord. We do a great job of it. So what brings us here today? Well, it looks like you found this wonderful piece of content on Pathfinder Infinite uh, by a lovely woman named uh, Kana Kuroko. Uh, yeah, it's an expansion for an extant class. Uh, and it's a, a class that's really near and dear to you. I think it, it's one of your favorite classes in the, in the actual like base game, right? It is. The summoner is... Absolutely one of my favorite classes. I know it is certainly not the strongest class out there, but it is absolutely one of one very near and dear to my heart. I'm still very unhappy with a certain person that shall be renamed nameless in their YouTube video ranking classes recently and put the summoner not worth the effort. Oh, we're going to have words one day. You know what? I, I have to admit that I am not a summoner fan in the way that you are. I don't dislike the class. It's just it doesn't really fit the type of style I like. I've never been really big into minion control and such. But man, reading this book, you know, you know what? We should really call it a book. It's too long to be just called a pamphlet, right? I think I bought a book at Gen Con that had fewer pages than this and paid easily 10 times more. This book is t- 25 pages and 21 of them are pure rules. Right. And you know, we love rules, guys. We love, we love just walls of mechanical text with flavor interspersed. And this book made me excited to build a summoner with one of these, or even just as a dedication. I have not been so excited for like a class feature since the Thaumaturge came out. And I know that's not been that long ago, but I was excited about the Thaumaturge for a solid year. And I just want to let people right out the know right out the door that there are 13 brand new idolins in this book. There are 19 new feats for those idolins. And then there are also 11 new and unique items that also have the idolin traits. So they are items f- to help fill those slots that your idolin gets. And I love those items, too. There are not enough Eidolon trait items in the game, and this really fills a few gaps that I think was super necessary, honestly. And I just want to let everyone know, we are saying it correctly. It is pronounced Eidolon. Yep, got to look at the root word, and uh, it's definitely supposed to be pronounced Eidolon. But you know what? Tomato, tomato. I'm not going to you know, yell at anybody that says it wrong. But don't yell at me. As a great man once said, all words are made up. <laughs> You keep saying that. It's one of my favorite things because it's just so true and funny. <laughs> I, I don't want a repeat of the Atuya fiasco or Udieg or whatever the heck people are calling it. <laughs> oh, that was no great. No fighting. You're all pretty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was uh, cruising around on Pathfinder Infinite because you and I had been discussing uh, looking for products to review. And this one immediately... Uh, just called out to me. It had actually, I think, dropped that exact same day that I was looking. And it was 
It's honestly incredibly undervalued for what is here. It is only $1.50 on Infinite. And for the amount of content, the amount of effort that was put into this, it is, oh, I would easily, easily pay $5 for this without question. Oh, yeah, it's a it's a steal at triple the price, really. And so uh, I I got it. I downloaded it. I reached out to you probably within the first 10 minutes of looking through it saying, Trevor, I really want to do this. Uh, you gave me a green light and we reached out to Canna and she was uh, a little nervous about doing a live interview. But, uh, you know, we, we talked about that. And what we ended up doing was we sent her a kind of a written interview. We sent her a bunch of questions and she answered those questions to the best of her ability. And we are going to make those available to you, I believe. Yeah. Uh, by the time this is up, uh, you'll be able to go to our website and look at the text of the interview. Uh, there'll be a link in the description along with a link to the book, which, full disclosure, it is an affiliate link. And uh, we'll get about 5% of whatever you put towards it. And all of that money is usable only on Infinite, and it will be used to buy more content from our wonderful community of content creators so we can keep reviewing them for you guys so if this is something that tickles your fancy and for a dollar fifty why wouldn't it go take a look at our description uh grab the link go take a look at the blog post where we uh do the post of the interview uh, it's a it's a good one uh really really excited to talk about this one though it was really cool especially considering i'm not a big fan of the class this made me a bigger fan of the class because it fills a couple gaps that made me not a fan of the class to be completely honest yeah i mean i i will definitely agree it it scratches a very particular itch and i think people initially were disappointed with animal companions if they were looking for that animal companion to basically be their weapon they wanted a animal that would go out, tear through the enemies, and they kind of stood back. The summoner was the answer to that. And they definitely did it in a very interesting way. Overall, I'm very happy with it. I think it's it's a lot of fun because, and even as Kana puts it, you know, you get to make two characters, and it is full of all kinds of just amazing role play potential. There were a lot of uh, Eidolons when I just immediately glanced through that I thought, oh, I'm curious why they didn't have these. And I know you were very keen on, you know, like the devil, that they didn't have a devil. The lack of a lawful evil uh, Eidolon in the initial release of the Summoner is just beyond the pale. Yeah, that it, it was an interesting choice. And uh, what Kana has done is there are five occult Eidolons, there are three primal, there are three divine, and there are two arcana. So there, no matter what you're looking for, what style, I, I, you know, a lot of summoners out there kind of like to gravitate towards maybe primal or maybe a cult. And so no matter what it is you like, there, there's definitely some fun stuff in here for you. I fully admit I definitely lean towards primal. However, just reading the very first one, the aberration, I... I just love that. And the first thing I thought was, you know, I love ropers as monsters. And I immediately thought of with there's a feed in here that lets the, the aberration get a tentacle attack with reach. And my first thought was, oh, I would love to play a, a roper like Eidolon for a occult summoner. I just thought that that would just be so much fun. I really like the idea of 
building a summoner that uses something like the Aberration Eidolon and giving them the Living Vessel archetype and flavoring that Eidolon as their creature living inside of them with them as the host and it's popping out and doing the things and because the flavor for the aberration idolon is so on point for some of those things that you get from living vessel if you're host to an aberration or something it is so cool they dovetail really nicely together from a thematic perspective i love it and i will say reading through all of these all the feats items uh, there was nothing i saw that made me you know think ooh that's that's pushing the limit of the current rules of pathfinder like it's too maybe it's too much or it's not enough i i honestly really felt most of this stuff was very much on point yeah nothing seems out of balance nothing really seems exploitable in this either that's what i really really like about this obviously canna put a ton of thought into this and a ton of time because there's another thing that i want to talk about especially as we go through doing more of this infinite content the formatting in this is really really good and internally consistent and it bugs me to no end when it's not and it's so <laughs> wonderfully put together as well oh absolutely they're it- it's very, you know, plain text on white background, but everything is so very well done. There's a couple pieces of art in here, but uh, overall, it is just absolutely packed with information from start to finish. So I, I definitely... Two lovely columns with proper syntax highlighting and bolding, and, and there's reflowed images and stuff. It's really, really well done. I really want to stress how, how well they did the, the page design on this. Sorry, I'm gushing, but I've seen so many, oh, okay, you got that published type things in my time doing, not not Infinite specifically, but a lot of people that want to put out homebrew for it. Uh, I mean, we're not all artists. I suck at it. I'm, I'm an awful artist, but I know what's nice when I see it. I just can't make it. I imagine mine would look like crap. But seeing something that not only, like, they have the mechanical aspect to a T, but then they also have the formatting to a T, and I know there's some some templates and such on infinite that you can use that makes that easy but she really i just really want to sell that she it put a ton of effort into this thing that she is virtually giving away right it's so good if you enjoy summoners or are even thinking about playing one to me there's no sell involved you you have to pick this up it's a buck 50 i mean you know for a freaking snickers bar you could have this and it it is absolutely fantastic uh one of my favorite things is her including of you know the recently released book she even has a cryptid idol in, in here my favorite one in this entire book i'm so glad you mentioned it Everything about it has to do with the idea of the creature and the amount of dread that it inspires just knowing about it and knowing that it knows about you. So the initial fixation is, you know, a single action ability for your Eidolon. And basically, it has to be able to see and hear the creature to in order for it to designate it as its fixation. And then it deals one additional bonus damage for the fixation, and each time it successfully strikes it, it increases that damage up to a maximum of three. It feels like an inverse mentalist, and I'm absolutely here for it. Mentalist was my favorite class in 1E, 
And their whole thing was gazes, being able to look at something and debuff the crap out of them. And this thing looks at you and become, or looks at a creature and becomes fixated on that creature. And it intensifies its efforts to track or defeat it otherwise. So, so neat. Oh, the flavor of the seventh level ability, it sees you. I love the trigger is a creature that was unaware of your Eidolon has observed it or a creature deals damage to your Eidolon. I really like the first part of this one. And what it allows you to do is to designate that creature as its fixation as a reaction. So you're not spending an action to do it. So it just seems really, really cool to me that you might have this Eidolon that is out there and someone literally walks around a corner and sees it and it could just immediately latch onto it as a, its fixation. And this poor person that looked at it is like, oh, my God, what is that? And it, it just is so flavorful. I absolutely love it. I love how the fixation becomes more powerful the longer it's used, too. That's another great thing about this is it. Uh, reward sustain in combat, which is something that you don't get a lot in 2e. Uh, that was something that was kind of big in 1e, and you can see where Kana got some inspiration from some of the mechanics of 1e and re-massaged them into something for 2e, because that, that fixation where the longer it's fixated on you, the worse trouble you are in. So cool. It only increases to a maximum of three after three successful strikes, so until you get the capstone, it'll go yeah. up to five uh, when you get the 17th level. Feet, yes, when you do get that, so it's good. final ability. Like most things in Pathfinder, the, the mechanics of it are very fun and interesting when you look at them. Like most creatures, honestly, uh, compared to if they are of your level, it's about four hits before they go down. And the, the reverse is true. If a monster hits you and it's about your level, about four hits and you will go down. So it. That plus three after three consecutive hits, you know, that creature's almost going down anyways, and then it has to change its fixation and start anew. So it's a really fun mechanic, and it really goes in line with the rules. I thought it was it was very well done. It's uh, one of those things where it does get more powerful the longer combat runs, but combat typically doesn't run that long, and since it's tied to a specific thing, very much uh, shades of the Thaumaturge's exploit vulnerability. It's not going to get overpowered just because you've been in combat for 10 rounds. Not only is it capped, but as soon as its point of fixation dies, it has to pick a new target and it doesn't get to keep those bonuses. I also really enjoyed the Lenorme. If you gravitated towards the dragon and you were thinking, you know, I didn't want to go arcane. You have the Lenorm option now, and it is a primal option. So that way, it, it's kind of, it's very similar to the dragon. It has its breath weapon, but it, it does have a little variation as it levels up. But it, its true versatility is the, okay, you get to do this same thing, except now you can choose the primal spell path instead of going the arcane. Right. With, with as few options as there are for going primal, in the game, you know, compared to like arcane or occult, uh, anything that gives people more access to primal spell list is big in my book because I think the primal spell book is just really nifty. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it got a huge power boost from 1E to 2E just with, you know, 
the incorporation of all of the elemental spells of Kona Cold and Fireball and Lightning Bolt and the stuff that used to really be in the province of the arcane realm is now also incorporated into Primal. So it gives them a huge amount of versatility where they didn't have all of that before. I particularly like the flavor of the Love Phantom. I think we, we talked about that before we started the recording. And the Love Phantom is so cool. I love both the phantoms that they have in here, but I love the love phantom. <laughs> How can you not? It's right in the name. Right. It's definitely a protective entity. It would be a really neat pickup if you're a champion and you wanted to pick up a summoner dedication to use some of that spare charisma. Uh, it's got a reaction that gives you temp HP based on your Eidolon's con modifier. And it can cast regenerate at a at a higher level. It's all about protection and healing, which is correct me if I'm wrong, Christian. That's a completely new trick for an uh, for an idolin, isn't it? The granting, yes, this is it. What it does is basically you you have that reaction, and they gain temporary hit points equal to one plus your idolin's constitution modifier. Uh, however, they only last until the end of your next turn. But the trigger is an ally within 15 feet of you took damage or 15 feet of your Eidolon. Sorry. It's like a champion reaction. Yes, exactly. So and then when you hit your transcendence ability, that increases in from one to your constitution modifier to three plus your constitution or your Eidolon's constitution modifier. So it can get up there to help you really negate some damage from some hits. Is there any other released Eidolons that provide you know, any sort of off-tanking ability or defensive capability like this? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I would need, I have, I will honestly say there are a few Eidolons that I just didn't look at extensively. I'm not a huge fan of the Divine Spell class. It just, it's not something that strikes me, not to say it's not good. It's just not my style of play. I always gravitate either towards more primal and probably more occult, really. So arcane and, uh, Divine, I have looked at them less, so it's. I don't think there is, though. I don't think so either. I'm going to have to look at at some of that because if that that's something that I'm really looking at when we're looking at this infinite content is does it add something novel to the game without breaking it? And this is a fantastic example of that. Is an idolon that is specifically built around protection and rejuvenation and healing is such a different niche that you can fill with your summoner if you just plan on being a buffer or debuffer. Because I don't think this thing has anything, like all of the other Eidolons have something to do with dealing damage. This has nothing, period, other than its regular attacks, right? And whatever feats you're going to throw on it to enhance it, but none of the base kit of the Eidolon is meant for dealing damage. It's all meant to prevent damage and heal and rejuvenate it's so so cool for the right kind of theme that you're going for i really like it yeah i definitely feel like this would be a really fun one to take if you were going to do a summoner dedication uh, this would be this would be a very fun idolin to take for that one especially for something like a champion right where the champion gets a reaction and this is a reaction for the idolin yep it works off of those pools this would even work well for a thaumaturge that's going heavy on amulet or bell, 
with their reaction implements that are meant to protect and debuff. Uh, it's it's a pretty good one for them too. The there are just so many great options in here. I'm going to very quickly go through the list just in case people are curious. Starting at the top, there is the aberration. There is Cryptid, there is Aeon, there is Protean, there is Lenorm, there is a Divine Spirit, there is Elemental, which I think everyone will be curious to see how that stacks up against. They've hinted at an Elemental Eidolon for the new book that is featuring the Kineticist. Elemental Rage, I believe that one is called. Uh, there is a Devil, there is a Daemon, there is a Enocyte, there is the Despair Phantom, the Love Phantom, and the uh, Clipoth. So there are, those are the 13 new Eidolons. So certainly if any of those sound like they might be interesting to you, please, we cannot recommend this book enough. This is so worth the effort and just something to file away with all of your other PDFs that is just a great resource to have. I have to amend a statement. It looks like the Devotion Phantom is mostly defensive. It's not perfect, right? It's got an AOO, but it's it's mostly abjuration based. It it does some defensive stuff. So it's not completely unique, but the rejuvenation effects and the fact that the entire kit is built around it, I really love it. I'm sorry. I'm gushing a bit about it. Between this and the cryptid and the protean, I just there's so much cool stuff in here that I wish would have been in the initial book that wasn't even this sort of flavor stuff. The fact that there wasn't a devil in the first book, but we had a demon, right? Really set me off because I love lawful evil characters. So I couldn't like reasonably build what I wanted to build, right? It what didn't exist. And I'm not good at homebrewing stuff. I'm just not. So something like this is absolutely wonderful for someone that really wants to fit that flavor without having to make something completely out of whole cloth to look at something that is balanced and is pre-built. And, you know, you're not going to have to go beg your GM to overlook some odd overpowered feat that you thought was really cool flavor-wise. Somebody else has done the playtesting for you. It's so neat. I love this thing. I think I will go and, and disagree with you on a statement of, you know, I'm, I'm glad they didn't include some of these things because, you know, clearly... Kana has put in so much effort and loved what she was doing about this. In fact, that's one of the questions that was asked of her is, you know, why did you choose to do this? And she just she just felt very strongly about it. And it was just something that you know, she really enjoyed doing. And I think as a community, I know it's hard to wade through all of this creator content, but also there there's so much great stuff out there that you just can't write it off because it's not made by Paizo. You can look at a wounding weapon. When the core rulebook first came out, the wounding weapon rune did 1d12 damage on a critical hit for persistent bleed. It does 1d6 on a normal, and then if it was a critical, that damage bumped up to 1d12. They eradicated that out because it was later found to be too powerful. So, you know, just because it's Paizo, it doesn't make it perfect. And just because it's not Paizo, that doesn't at all mean it is not balanced and not good for your game. And that's one of the big reasons I wanted to do this show is to be able to go through some of these options and make it so that people don't have to, you know, find things that look cool and be disappointed, right? Or, or buy something and not realize it's not what they wanted. Because you can't exactly thumb through these books. Like you can, you can go to your LGS or whatnot. There's 
literally hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of content here and being able to sift through it, um, at least hear other people sift through it as helpful. And I know there's other guys out there doing it, like Dustin that was on our couple shows ago with his infinite stuff. Uh, he's going through it in much in the same way we are. But we really want to focus on the fact that there's amazing content creators out there doing amazing work all the time that never get noticed that are virtually giving their work away, right? Canada deserves your money. I mean, creators like Canada deserve you to, to support the work they're doing for the community, for all of us. And the fact that we have put creators in a position where they feel like they have to value this level of effort at something as little as, you know, you can't even buy a double cheeseburger with that anymore, man. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it is it is somewhat sad because the, the internet has also, with all of the good that can come of it, there is so much now that it is horrifying to put yourself out there because there, most people just look at it and move about. They're, you know, move on and go on with what they're doing. However, there are so many people that just all they want to do is tear you down. They look at it and they just tear into you. And, you know, those people don't necessarily know anything. They're just an anonymous name behind something. And it's hard to put yourself out there. You know, I, I totally understand Canna's fear of, you know, just getting out and talking in front of groups and, you know, just her also, one of the questions that was asked, you know, how, how did she arrive at the price of this product? Is she, she basically said, I winged it. I just, I, every time I look at it that I, I notice the flaws and, you know, I, I'm, I'm worried about pricing it too high, but you know, she, she definitely needed to price this higher, but that is also good news for all of you because you guys can pick this thing up for an absolute steal. And dovetailing into that, um, you can take a look down in the description for the show right now to get a link to this piece of content on Infinite. Again, that is an affiliate link for us. Affiliate links for Infinite just give you credit for Infinite, which I love. It's great because if you have an affiliate link for Infinite, it makes you buy more stuff on Infinite. Some people may hate that, but you know, I want to use that money to showcase more creators. So if you want to buy this, do us a solid. Use our link at the bottom in the description. If you don't want to go looking for it, it's rollforintent.com slash creators corner six. That'll take you to it as well. That's just the link right there. Canna also very much deserves your support in this because I I so want to see more work from her. This is, I certainly hope this is not the last thing we hear from her. In fact, one of the questions that was asked of her was her future projects, which she did answer. And in case anyone's interested, we did ask her about you know, what it was like to go through the infinite process and everything that she went through to get involved and get her work published. So if you're curious about that and you think you have some stuff that you would love to get out there for people to see because it's just your passion and you really enjoy it, this definitely take a look. It'll help answer some questions that you might have. Well, I think that probably wraps it up for us. We've, we've hit, our, hit our, our time quota here and uh, we hit our quota of soapboxing and gushing about content, which we got to hit every week, right? Absolutely. This soapbox is getting really worn out, though, let me tell you. <laughs> Never. This is being recorded on Labor Day weekend. We are fighting for the independent worker. This soapbox can never get worn out. We need new one every time. Every time we will buy 100% union-made soapboxes. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think that about does it. I'm Christian. And I'm Trevor. And until next time, you all have a wonderful week.